You say Godiva, I say Godiva, you say Godiva, I say Godiva, let's call the whole thing off. Good afternoon, good evening, good metal. My name's Coop and welcome to the Spoken Metal Show. This episode uh, was a lot of fun. It was good to kind of do this episode, mainly because it put me out in the outside world. A lot of these ones have been done over Zoom and what have you. It was nice to go to a show and go before the show and talk to uh, talk to people as well. It was That was excellent. So there was a chance to sit down with the wonderful Gavin Davies. And the, the thing at the beginning there was just a... A little bit of fun of I kept pronouncing sodomized uh, Godiva. Uh, Godiva, I think I probably, I think there was a billion ways I could have pronounced it. It was kept fucking up. I'll pronounce it. He correct, rightly corrected me, but he was, <laughs> it was just, he was a super nice guy. Gavin's just a, a super, super nice guy and very much one of the people that we wanted to get on the show. You know, drummer for Gormented, Go- uh, Lichway, and, and obviously the drummer at sodomized Godiva. And, uh, you know, the work he's doing with the the Griffin, uh, what a fabulous venue that is. And naturally, this will come out during uh, or the beginning of Eradication Festival, which is superb, an absolutely superb show that he's putting on, which is just, you know, Eradication Festival. Just, I mean, the bill alone is is is, is ridiculous. It's ridiculous. It's, it's the cream of everything. There's some, I mean, there's, I should have done a special just about Eradication Festival. I probably will do it, do it next time. But the likes of, you know, this is Turin on there, you know, Party Cannon, uh, Desecration, uh, d- d- so many good bands on there. And so it was. I really wanted to, be, to try and talk to Gavin, the, and the, the stars aligned in so much that they were doing the headline show at the live room. So it was a really great chance to sit down with Gavin um, and talk to, about talk about Sodomized and, and talk about what he was doing. He just, he just finished a small sort of tour and stuff and Eradication Festival and talk about the art and death metal itself and it's superb superb uh, conversation with, with gavin who will probably go I, I like i said to him at the end as we always do we don't seem to cover anywhere near as much as i'd like to cover at these uh, at these little sit downs because we could talk about so much but the work that he's doing is 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 spectacular um because he's he's endlessly busy and then the fact that he's in, in a touring band as well is how he how he divides up his time is in, incredible but the his outlook about it and how his approach to it, as you'll hear, is is superb. It's great. It's, it's, it's a fantastic outlook. And then to go and play, and the, the set that they played was absolutely ferocious. I mean, ferocious, like relentless, uh, which was, super, you know, to keep saying superb, I, as a man of words, I should be saying more, shouldn't I? I should be explaining. It was brutal. It was brutal. It was everything that I wanted to be. But as always, the guys on stage are, are, are absolutely fucking brutal. We're always the guys that are off stage are always quite softly spoken and lovely blokes. And Gavin was hopefully there's some elements of this where the the, I, I, the the voices go up and down, such as the way sometimes recording on the fly. We had to grab a moment and go in the the other room in the live rooms, and that's why it gets a little bit echoey and, and what have you. But I know that some of you out there quite like that and quite like the fact that it's very real and it's an honest conversation between two people, which is which is what it was. And we, yeah, we touched on quite a number of, t- of topics, but Eradication Festival is this weekend. There are still day tickets remaining, so you should check that out as well and at least catch one of the days. I mean, multiple days as a festival. Amazing, just amazing thing to, to set set up. And and he's already planning for the next year as we talk about and, and, and the next gigs that are coming up. And very busy. Uh, Gavin was very kind enough to give us uh, his time. And I think we'll get a lot from this. Even if you only uh, learn how to properly pronounce the name of this band, you'll get a lot from this. I think um, I really enjoyed it. Really positive, really inspirational. And that's a big, big key thing of what Gavin's doing. He's really imp- uh, you know, inspirational to, to to the people out there. That this is how it can do it. And it was nice that he was talking about people who wanted to promote it and saying, you know, it, the, the more the merrier. Everybody should get on board. So I found that was very inspirational and very positive outlook on it. Um, and so I really hope you enjoyed this conversation. This is me sitting down with Gavin Davies. 
Ladies and gentlemen, uh, it's very nice to be sitting down. I, you know what's very nice to be sitting down in a fucking venue <laughs> before we even get into this, but it's really nice to be sitting down uh, with Gavin Davies. I mean, where do we start? We've got so much to cover, my friend. Yeah, Thank yeah. you for coming on the no show. Worries, I really man. appreciate my it. My pleasure. Firstly, I'd like to say you've pronounced my name right, Davies. Oh, yeah, well. I'll say with the E, of course. So, well, you do, have you got, have you got Davis it. a lot? Da- yeah, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Like, Everyone in the UK are like, Davies, nah, Davies, mate, you know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you smashed it. You get people going sodomised or sodomised, can't you? <laughs> yeah, yeah, like with the Z or without it. <laughs> well, we, no, spelled wrong. We, we spelled the American way with a Z. Yeah. But that wasn't intentional, we just done Welsh guys. You know? <laughs> <laughs> we generally thought that's how it was spelled, you know. And that was with an S, mate. It's like, what, sodomised, could that? What are you on about that, you know? <laughs> But it's like you must have done interviews with with like people from not from this country who probably said Davis and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah. of course, yeah. Just don't understand. But it's like the the, yeah. the Welsh are the Welsh are our friends. They're, they're only they're only like you know the valleys are only an hour away from where I live, and some of the some of the gr- the greatest venues are down there, and some of the yeah. greatest scenes uh, are down there as well with metal. And we're gonna Christ, we're gonna talk about that. And there's, a, there's an enormous amount to get through. Absolutely, ladies and gentlemen, as I've done in the intro, you've just heard you know. Gavin is incredibly pivotal into, into, into in several parts of the scene uh, on a number of levels. I mean, where do we start? Well, we start where we always do, ladies and gentlemen. We start at the beginning. So, I mean, Gavin, when's the first sort of time you hear music, just music itself? Shit. So, uh, when I was a kid, my dad has his uh, LP collection, uh, Black Sabbath, Led Zeppelin, Deep Purple, good all stuff. the good old shit, you know? Yeah, yeah. Bit of status quo, I won't judge him too much for that. That's okay. Um, <laughs> But yeah, that's when um, Black, uh, Sabbath, Bloody Sabbath was the first sort of metal like, LP right. I proper got into, you know. And from there, I went from there to Morbid Angel, Atlas of Madness. Oh, that's a little I, jump. That's yeah, a, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you'd have like, the, like Sabbath, uh, Sabbath Bloody Sabbath had that cover. I remember seeing that for the first time, it was like the, the orgy. Like yeah, the satanic yeah, orgy and that was kind of like I was like oh this I shouldn't be listening to this you know <laughs> yeah. uh, and then, naughty, but that's, yeah. a, that's a jump to go to like you know to Morbid Angel and especially you know yeah. some would say their, their best album uh, you know their, their magnum opus of course but as, as you say with the artworks uh, with South Bloody Sabbath that's what drew me to it mm. and then as a man as I saw on um, some sort of website the artwork first before knowing the band you know yeah, yeah, yeah. I bought the, the hoodie just because I liked it and it came with a free CD of Waters of Madness <laughs> I was like, oh, I was putting this hoodie on, I was like, amazing, what the fuck's this? Put it on. Saves <laughs> my life, mate. If, that's, if it wasn't for so that. that's interesting. So the, the hoodie came first, because you're like, because yeah, yeah. that cover of, of Madness has got like that circular cover with the serpents and what have you going yeah, on yeah. in it like that. Yeah. And that, that was boss, that's a great cover. Absolutely. But you bought that first and they did take some kind of deal with Just you. Just okay, the visual, the yeah. And if it wasn't for that purchase, I wouldn't be doing what I do now. You know, <laughs> that's scene and all that. That's amazing. Yeah, yeah. That's like, that, that's like the in inverted commas wrong way of doing it. Isn't <laughs> of you course, yeah. <laughs> Oh, but it's know. interesting because name every song from that album. Yeah, yeah every <laughs> song from that album. But it's, that, that's what happens, is that like that you know, um, there's uh, there's bands out there that are known for their merch and their icons, graffiti yeah, that they put on it before even the music. You think of the Misfits and Black Flag and bands like that. Cool, yeah. You know, and you think like the Pop Elite itself sold more merch than they did records. Yeah. You know, because of the imagery that they put on. So then you'd go from Sabbath to you know to Morbid Angel. And you, you know, that's got to be a big leap because Sabbath Bloody Sabbath is a fairly progressive record. Yeah. You know, there's like the fluff on that, and there's like as well as Sabbath Bloody Sabbath, it's quite a you know a fairly big span of metal going Absolutely. on there. Absolutely. And then you go to Morbid Angel, yeah, yeah. and Trey and stuff. And what? It's insane. Like it was just a, a massive like shock to my system. But yeah. It was a great shock. You know, so it, it, it was. It could have gone either way. I could have been, what the fuck is this shit? Like it sounds terrible. But I was like, no, yeah. this is incredible. The drums are so quick. And that was before I got into playing drums. Right. It was just like the year and the speed of what they were doing with the blast and the, the feet were incredible. Yeah, yeah. But I love the low end of Sabbath. But what I found with Morbid Angel, their lower end stuff is quite close riff wise. Right. So then they just fucking turn it up a notch with the speed. And yeah, they, 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 took, they took that and went a, a slightly different Course, yeah. direction. Like, you know, we had that really great setup with like, uh, he was one of those guitar players that used the. Uh, the, the, the boss, the, 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 the check death metal one, and he yeah, used yeah. to put that as mixed stuff. I remember when Absolutely. I first heard them, they were, they were one of those ones that, like, like Slayer did, where they took it that extra beat further, course, that yeah. speed, and, and, and also what they were talking about and singing about seemed more. Well, you know, if Black Sabbath was Black Sabbath and Hammer Horror, yeah. you know, Morbid Angel and Slayer were more like Texas Chainsaw and, and, and that yeah, type so of thing. Going, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and so, so, did you kind of fall into the fall into that then where you're just like I'm going to have to get everything by Morbid Angel now yeah well the thing is like it's full circle now because I, I went from that to then Covenant and then Covenant the blessed other sick or blessed whoever, yeah. Whoever, yeah. yeah and now next year I'm booking I Am Morbid which is David Vincent's Morbid yeah. Angel yeah. doing blessed other sick 
30 year anniversary tour. That's beautiful. Incredible. That's right? a, what an amazing like, situation. I, I work with a lot of cool bands, but I, I try not to be a fanboy because the, the, the humans, I guess. But yeah, man, yeah. I'm going to be a huge fanboy, man. I can't wait. Yeah. Isn't, that, isn't that amazing that they're, 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 they're recording that for a young you? Yeah, yeah. Young you eventually books them. And yeah. it's like, it's, some would say that's how it's meant to work. Absolutely. That's, yeah. that's the whole that circle complete, yeah. isn't it? Do that. Yeah. And you're allowed to fanboy that, can't you? You're allowed to. No, you're, I, you're allowed, you're allowed one or two. I feel I, like I it's annoying the band. Got that you know, one band like, oh my god, you know, every fucking song you do, and I, I think it's annoying to <laughs> them, do you know what I mean? But like, that's one day I'm going to allow myself to be a fan. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, as well. I'll be professional, but I'm going to be yeah. a massive fanboy for that one, yeah. Yeah, that's, that's amazing. I mean, so when, did, were you playing drums when you started listening to them? Was that the beginning of it? or I, I first... Um, I'm a massive Dream Theatre fan, which is okay. another massive like, fucking plot to this year. Yeah, but, yeah. Uh, Mike Portnoy is my favourite drummer of all time. So when I got into drumming, it was when I was jamming them, you know, I was like listening to them all the time. Yeah. I, I know Mike Portnoy, don't get me wrong, I know Mike Portnoy. <laughs> but that's what got me into wanting to drum. So I right. got a drum kit, God, I was about 14, I think. Yeah. And I was trying my best to drum. <laughs> Check out Honor Life Barber, the yeah. intro. Oh, yeah. mate, honestly, like, I, I still can't do it now. We've done yeah. it for 15 years now. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I still can't do it. But that's when I started learning drums. Yeah, yeah. But Morbid Angel and all that sort of stuff and Cannibal Corpse, Daddy Fierce, all that stuff came afterwards where, like, I, was, I, I wasn't in a death metal band all my life. I, I started with, like, generic metal. Like, yeah, in, in yeah. In the Welsh Valleys, it's very much, like, Lamb of God stuff, you know? Right, right. Every band wants to be Lamb of God, sounds like Lamb of God. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, me and Ryan were doing a band like that, and then that fell apart. And then Ryan was like, let's do something a bit heavier. I was like, how heavy do you want to go? Because, like, you know, <laughs> it's like something like Calumble Corpse, Morbid Angel, I was like, sign me up, let's do it. And here we are Cannibal, Cannibal Corpse, I'm going to have to get members of Cannibal Corpse on the show because they come... They come up a lot. Yeah, um, of course, They yeah. come up a lot, and, and it's, it's what's becoming very apparent is that, you know, everybody talks when they talk about metal, about the big four yeah. and thrash icons and things like that, and, you know, and they talk about those sort of initial people. And, it, and it, for me, it's like you'd had, like, when Judas Priest brought up the tempos, then Slayer uh, as, and the likes of Morbid Angel kind of brought up tempos again and yeah, yeah, blast beats and things like that. And, then, uh, and what they were talking about, it, it, there seems to be a big gap before you know, you realise what Cannibal Corpse were doing again. Both, bring up yeah. the, the, the heaviness, if you will, or the certainly yeah, the speed yeah. and the aggression, yeah. uh, and ch- and the lyrics certainly. Let's go all the way out. Let's go out now too purposely, really shock. shock and they don't maybe get the, the respect they deserve. Like it's still no. you know still kept within that circle. They come yeah. up, on, they come up a lot. So are you? When you're kind of listening to this, did, was it just Morbid Angel or did you start finding these other bands and hook onto these? Because metal seems to be, for me, once you find a band as a discography and you just run you through the whole thing. Like a branch effect, so yeah. branch out different bands. Yeah, so Morbid Angel started it, but obviously the, the, the bands like Cannibal Corpse, Obituary, that sort of thing, that sort of expanded yeah. my horizons in death metal. And then the rest history, I mean, I wouldn't say I'm like... Because obviously the job I do now, I work mostly with a smaller band, so I'm not really giving yeah. the bigger bands a chance, but not a chance, but like time, because yeah. I, I've got so many smaller bands to listen to, yeah. and they are just as good these days as, as the big boys, do mm. you know what I mean? Um, so a lot of my time is checking out the bands who send me emails all the time or messaging on Facebook. Um, but death metal-wise, yeah, I'd say Morbid Angel. Um, I'm loving Gatekeeper recently. We're right. like a sort of newer American band. Yeah. They are very much like... Obituary, Morbid Angel, that's what mixed there, you know. The kind really. of cause of death type of thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Frozen Soul, another yeah, band. Yeah, yeah. That, that American movement, that sort of like the old school revival, mm. I'm all for. Yeah, we're seeing, we're seeing that because of the, the seeds that those band, bands planted. They're now coming yeah. to bear with these bands that are like, okay, Absolutely, we yeah. used to listen to that shit and now we're, we're old enough to form our own bands and do yeah. that. And you get all that kind of, um, that wonderful... Uh, circle where it goes, it comes back again. It yeah, comes yeah. back maybe heavier or more technical or whatever 100%. it doesn't, and it comes yeah. around. So then, you, you, uh, when you're playing, uh, when you're drumming, when you, did you start to play with other musicians? Did you were you forming bands? Uh, how, how long ago was that? Um, I was about eighteen, I think, when like I first started gigging. Right. So, well, I was with the same guy. Uh, it was Sodomite Ryan. We did yeah. that little metalcore or metal like yeah, project. Yeah. Um, Sodomizer 2012, we started writing sort of with blast beats and double kicks in mind. And that was, it was really tricky because I'm self-taught, like I, I had yeah. no like tuition, no lessons. Yeah, yeah. So getting that tempo and, and the timing's right. Because you were learning sort of like, 
early internet time. I don't want to yeah. age you too much, but it's that yeah. early. So you, there weren't like you know, ladies and gentlemen, there was a time before the internet where you had to listen to a record and figure out what they were doing. We would what's hear, a record? <laughs> yeah, what's a record? This is circular thing that you did. Yeah, but it's like to, to listen to like to Lombardo and you were like, listen, we go, what the fuck is he doing? Yeah, you know, what, yeah. how is he doing that? And, you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah, and Cobra sort of switching pedal systems and all these things that were yeah. kind of still in our infancy. We were kind of making the, the way to, so you'd have to kind of figure out what you were, what you were doing. It well, seems though that you know already you struck because you still you know for one of a better word with him now ryan yeah, seems to absolutely. be a very important part of that process where he was yeah, like absolutely. what do you want to do what yeah. do you want to play you know so like with ryan um it's a case of like same with me his dad got him into metal yeah. but his stuff was more like the heavier slayer as you say yeah, yeah so he started with slayer as opposed to i start with sabbath right yeah, so he yeah. sort of started heavier anyway yeah yeah and when obviously the the, the old band fell through he was like, let's do something about it, you know, let's do it. Sodomized with the name was as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It fucking wrote me like that. <laughs> Even now I cringe, do you know what I mean? But yeah, yeah. We stuck with it, we're still going, and it's, it's, it's going well, you know, it's going well. I loved it, like, uh, it, it's often where you end up is, where, is from where you start, and by that I mean that, you know, you started maybe slightly, in inverted commas, lighter, and he started heavier. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, the, that's what you bring to it, it's kind of, you push it, because when you're young, certainly as a young musician, yeah. you really just want to test the limits of stuff. You talk about Portnoy, you're like, okay, yeah. I want to do, Absolutely. I might not get there, but I yeah. want to do that, yeah. you know, I want, want to challenge. Started, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you remember kind of the first then, the first live shows you played like? Do you, do you remember that? We played our first band as a college gig, right? And it's metal <laughs> to think about this, because like we play it now for years. It was one of the biggest crowds I've ever played in front of, because the wow. college gigs, all, all the students, the families. They were just turning up. There was about four, was there was like 400 people there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that too, like an underground band, even these days, is like yeah, it's massive. massive. It's massive, massive yeah. You know? But like, yeah, it was, it was incredible. It was our first ever show. I was so nervous. We were doing covers. It was so eclectic. It was like, what was doing? Nirvana smells like Team Spirit. Of course, yeah. Uh, Joe Bonamassa. Um, <laughs> okay. It was so weird. Was yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Um, what was the heaviest shit we did? Some of our original stuff had a few like little breakdowns. It was very cheesy stuff. Yeah, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I won't tell you the band name. If you fucking Google it, like, you'll check it out. <laughs> I have a, I have a long-standing <laughs> thing about that first band names. So now, Gavin, you have to tell me what nah, that band is called. Tell you shit. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it that bad? I've oh, had some bad. I'll ones. show you after the interview. Okay, <laughs> I will post that at some point later. Oh, <laughs> I won't show you after the interview. <laughs> <laughs> it's but it's that, that's the beauty of it. I mean, yeah, especially yeah. when you play in front of that people, it's kind of an almost a. I can do this moment. I talk about yeah. that a lot with, with, yeah. with bands when they're like, okay, when did you realise, okay, you can, hold on, I, I am a drummer and yeah. I can play a set of music. Like, it's a big moment when you get that yeah. first round of applause. And then, did you were you going to see bands around this time as well? Actually, no, I wasn't really. Okay. I mean, I was more into sports. I was back playing rugby. So I was doing mostly, my weekends would be doing rugby or like just being with the boys doing sports. But yeah. like, first sort of gig, I went to was the used of all bands, the used right. in um, Cardiff University. Yeah. I, I, I didn't know the band at all. It was a girl I was dating at the time. I was like, oh, yeah, I'll come just to spend time with her, you know? But uh, yeah. that was my first experience with like, the crowds. There's some mosh pits there, but it's only light stuff. Yeah, used, yeah, yeah. You know? But that was like, it, it was good fun, you know? The vibe I enjoyed more than anything, like, mm. even with doing shows now. I love the bands, the excitement of like, mm. them playing on stage, but I love the vibe of the crowd. Yeah. everyone together that's why I enjoyed most of it yeah you know? that whole um, I enjoy just the, the the whole sort of like timetable of it and by that I mean I enjoy the pre-gig drinks I enjoy yeah, all course. that stuff and, and meeting people when you come to the event and me finding a place where I'm going to sit and watch a band looking at what timetable people are on and yeah, yeah. getting all that type of thing and I enjoy everything even before the band's played a note and then the house lights coming down and the after thing and, I, yeah. and the whole thing of it's so incredibly you know I, I fell in love with that at a very early age, you know. And it's addictive, yeah, definitely. You just, it, it's one of those things, it's just, you, it cannot be replicated anywhere else no. by going to a show, you know. Yeah, so yeah. you were going to, well, these local shows then, and I mean, like well, you said, like academy yeah, so type yeah, of yeah, level. Yeah, of she would have the students and stuff there. Do yeah. you remember going to your first kind of like arena shows and the big ones, you know? Yeah, again, being a Welsh boy, it was brought up from a Valentine. Yeah, was, was, sure. They were the Welsh band, you know. Because so. they were yours, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, um, I'm still a fan now. It's one of those like gatekeeper bands. Anyway, it's like, oh, you shouldn't like yeah. it. You're a death metal band. No, fuck off, man. I love Bullet yeah. They they done it first. They, they they made Welsh people believe that we could do it too. Because like I know it's like a divided Wales in England. It's not really, but yeah. um, they were the first sort of band that we saw as kids mm. be successful as yeah. like I know a band like Trivium doing it in America. Yeah, like, yeah. Like yeah, yeah. They yeah. done it in, and they're Welsh. All mm. of them are Welsh, you know. 
So that for me was the first sort of a really I remember show. like uh, you know I'm old enough to remember before they they broke like massive they were I think, I think it was called Jeff Kill John they were called this yeah, yeah yeah and that so I was doing some work with I was interviewing and reviewing bands and stuff and I got to see them on a, on a, on a tour probably just before the like kind of blood and it really went crazy yeah, yeah, yeah. and um and and i got that from a lot of the fans would i get to see them it might have been it, i think it was a welsh show where the, there was a belief it was like they're, they're ours they're course, ours yeah then they're, they're gonna they're gonna no longer be ours effectively yeah, yeah. but it, it's interesting that you say you know okay the they showed us that it can be done because yeah. hand of blood and stuff like that that's heavy yeah it's got heavy shit. stuff on there off shit. mic screaming yeah, yeah. and all kinds of breakdowns it's 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 heavy and that Absolutely. went you know, that charted you know yeah, yeah. and then off they went and, and off to the races and, and it but it's interesting that you say that like uh, that it's you felt that you know they could do it Absolutely, you know, we yeah. could you probably you know like many went home and went okay shit, we can yeah. start yeah we can start doing that so did you when did you when did like when does sodomize begin when does that begin as a band we how started, far away um, late 2012 um just there's a place called the stoot and that's been a place uh, we're from ebbervale we're both valley boys yeah and yeah the, the ebbervale stoot is called evi and um yeah it's just like you had a little higher room a little vocal pa a drum kit and i was it you know it was just like very like raw sounding but we we didn't like go in there with an album already written and has learned that yeah. we wrote it in that room you know yeah, yeah, yeah. and it was, it was a lot of like a lot of learning curves and sort of back and forth you know but the first ep vorophilia was written in that room you know right and uh it was on learning on the job really because like i came from a band that was just doing normal beats to the, to the blast beats and the double kicks and it was a a really like it was a shock to the system you know mm. but it, it was great it was, but uh, that's the yeah that's like that's when you hear bands as to sometimes doing their best stuff because the it, it's open it's like yeah, okay yeah. well we're going to try this and often is the case you know where you know it, both my bands i trivia are good examples of this where sometimes they kind of go a little awry you know course, bullet, yeah. i've had a, an interesting pathway now their new stuff feels like almost a return to form with yeah. quite a terrible phrase yeah. trivium had that at one point they were the next metallica <laughs> and, and, and then they weren't and, but yeah. now the recent stuff it seems like you know that those are good good times that when you're writing and you're going, okay let's see what happens 100 it's more yeah. authentic isn't it you know yeah, yeah exactly yeah. yeah did you find that we, we it see it sounds like that you and ryan kind of egg each other on yeah of course we we um because right now we're gigging as a two-piece. We had um, a full lineup last year, well, a couple of years ago, before COVID. And yeah. um, we thought, you know what, well, we could either pull out of the talks, you know, we're a bassist or a second guitar, whatever, or we could just fucking do it because we work well together. Literally any, like, if, if I'm drunk and it's a different tempo for one of the songs, <laughs> he knows and he's fucking, we like, yeah, yeah, gel, yeah, yeah. You know, we gel really well together. Um, it works. I mean, we're, we're quite low tuned anyway. Mm. So I think as a two-piece, and we do, yeah, the history of Sodomite, he left for a while. But um, it's always been us really. We started it together and now we're yeah. sort of currently together, you know, yeah. it's good. It, it's that now as well, we're in that age where you can be like a two-man project and you can be like a one-man black metal project. And of course, that, yeah, yeah. These things are now all totally viable projects. I talk about, like, you've been on the show before, Hell Ripper, yeah. you know, a one-man project. Great stuff, Hell Ripper. Yeah, that's yeah. yeah. kind of out there being able to, to do it because now technology has caught us up now what we can do. Yeah triggers and samples and things like that we can do that without it and that's a glorious thing that you yeah. know because then it's uh, i mean it's it's the thought of seeing two guys in a metal band 15 years ago would have been mind-blowing no, like, how, yeah. well, how is that going to even work you'd be judged wouldn't they but yeah. that's not a band is it because you know, yeah, like, so there's some five or four guys it's yeah. not a band isn't that crazy i know that, yeah. two piece headline in the uk told you i mean yeah anything's possible in this shit like look yeah. at putrid pile one man band yeah it's incredible exactly and it, and, it, and, yeah. it, and it's not like it seems to be like you know the less people in the band the, the, the less heavy it could be or the less full yeah. of sound could be which is nonsense and the more leg room in the car as well the tours are often easier. Yeah, yeah. Well, that that brings us neatly over to this tour. Uh, you know, the this this one now is is this the first time you've been out since what's happened with the since COVID? Yeah, we yeah. Doing, um, we, we released Morbid Tales and Mutilations, our our debut full length, mm. um, twenty twenty in October. Yeah, and obviously the world fell apart anyway. But like yeah. we had it, we had it on the back burner. We thought, Joe, well, rather than just wait until this shit's over, it's scary out there. But obviously we couldn't gig it, so mm. this is our really really late album release tour yeah yeah um it, it, it's pros and cons obviously because yeah, the thing is he's been on spotify now for a year over a year yeah yeah so um we was worried about like maybe like the physical sales or but so far it's been great uh, everyone supporting us by merch it's great to be back on stage man i i, I don't mind if it's like 10 people or 100 i'm just happy to be out of the valleys for a bit just enjoying it with the boys you know having a good time and see people enjoy themselves again and 
it's nice to be out on the road, you know? Yeah, it's nice to do this. Like, I, can, I do quite a few at this, at this venue, and it's like, we could do this over Zoom. Yeah. We could. Yeah. Wouldn't be the same conversation. No, it's better, yeah, it's weird. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a strange old thing, and and, and and gigs are like that. You know, it's a, it's an interesting thing. This is the, the album, and I suggest you do, ladies and gentlemen. Is the is the album superb? And I'm not just I was telling us to, to Gavin before we even started. Uh, I, I came across it from uh, Cave of Despair, and and so that, and and what, looking back through the back catalogue and stuff. You can hear what he's talking about. You can hear that progression, and, yeah, it, and, it, yeah. and it's fabulous. And it's interesting that you say that now. You know, we can have those recordings of the quality of the big boys, for one of a better way of yeah, explaining. You can have that level of quality. Yeah, yeah. Your, your artwork and everything yeah. that you're doing follows suit. It's, it's of a band complete. You know, as as a high level one would be. Yeah. You know, and we can have that now, and I think that's amazing. Like for us, our formula it's not like we ain't doing anything different, anything new. We're doing what we enjoy playing, mm. and that is fucking death metal. Do you know what I mean? It's like. We ain't doing nothing groundbreaking, but we never like, started wanting to do that, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, our artwork is, and we're all DIY as well, so Ryan records the album, and yeah. we book all our shows, I do all the management side of it. We obviously play the instruments, which is the biggest part of it, but like, we're totally DIY, and that's mm. the way we want to go forward as well, you know? And it's interesting that that seems to be the, the MO for now, for, for even larger bands now. Yeah, of course. It's like, look, yeah. I'm going to do, I'm going to control a, a lot of aspects here, yeah, because yeah. I, I kind of, I can reduce costs, but it also it's it's fundamentally it's, it's easier. You know, course, if I yeah. can do the artwork, or I know a friend who can, let's yeah. just do that. And, Absolutely. And yeah. I think that that can only be a good thing, though, yeah. right? You know, that means Definitely, that yeah. what you're releasing is is to, to a greater or lesser extent, hundred percent you. Absolutely. You know, yeah. and, and that's a good thing, and it means it. Is that why maybe there's been a, a resurgence in death metal because there's no gatekeeping to it? There's no I'd like, say so. yeah. yeah, there's no record label saying, well, hold on, you can't release that song or that album artwork is yeah. too forbidden or the things you're sing, singing about are too taboo or there are two you know one way or two one way. is that maybe that's possibly why death metals is having i'd say it's a big factor because yeah. there's no barriers like you said that you can do what you want and within reason i, I mean i think the, the more time progresses the less tongue-in-cheek our shit becomes like mm. our, our album now obviously you said earlier but like it's a lot more mature yes like, we are trying to shock people like kind of course back in the day you know, yeah a few years back we didn't care what we said to, to yeah, whoever yeah but now we, the older we're getting, the more we're thinking, oh, well, we're still playing some fucking sick shit. The artwork's disgusting. Yeah. But let's be a bit more fucking sensible and careful what we're doing. But also, yeah. we end losing that edge or the brutality, but we want some more respect from the, the wider spectrum, you know? Mm. We're called Sodom, I said, so we're never going to escape yeah. all the hate. Well, yeah, but, yeah. But you, like we said, you know, they, yeah. they were called Cannibal Corpse, which is when course, you sit yeah. there, it's a ridiculous yeah. title to, you know, to call you. That's ridiculous, ridiculous yeah, you know, yeah. but, you know, they, they often like I think it gets levelled against death metal and technical death metal and slam and all yeah. that is that it, it is kind of like um, brainless or it is and, and it's not it's, it's like the, the, the only uh, uh, sort of parallels you can get to someone who isn't into that and there'll be people listening to this podcast who don't who find who rub against death metal and find it very difficult to get into yeah. the way I would explain it to, to, to maybe them is that it's like horror is that you know there's certain horror there's different genres of it all the horror isn't it yeah, yeah and, and how it makes you feel is what you want it to want it to be so you yeah. know you know sitting down with with John Carpenter movie, you know what that's going to give you, and course, you know what's yeah. sitting there with the, you know, Dario Argento movie's going to give you, yeah. and it's just that different. But the, the, the point is that they're each designed to, to elicit a reaction, Absolutely. and your yeah. and death metal is one of those ones designed to elicit reaction yeah. in a safe way. You can enjoy course, listening yeah. to someone yeah. being chainsawed. Yeah. That's a, not the literal sound of that, although <laughs> I suppose you could. But yeah. Yeah, you can enjoy the sound of that yeah. in a safe way. There is. Like obviously art is, a, is, is free and you can do and say what you want, but the, for us anyway, for, as people mean, right, it, it is a limit to how far we go. We had a bit of drama um, during the pandemic. We, we got a song called Rape by Ebola, okay. and it makes no sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so we thought, T-shirt, our logo, Rape by Corona. Uh, yeah, the internet went mad. I mean, wow. there's a lot of... Uh, some would say, some would say, it's been said with comedy, the, the, the best targets are the ones that hate themselves being made fun of. They're the ones that good comedians go for. Yeah, the, course, the, uh, comfortable. Course, yeah. And I suppose, you know, it's like the thing that Anthrax had when they first kind of, well, you know, after there was like lots of chemical attacks and things like that, they, yeah, were, yeah. You know, they, were, they were said, well, you can't call your band Anthrax. No. And they were like, well, that's ridiculous. <laughs> that's ridiculous yeah, yeah. that you can do that. And, it's, and sometimes that's like a, a nice place to, 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 to be, you know. I mean, death metal that seems to be always gets that tarnish with that brush, and it's just completely unfair. And uh, for maybe me it's like if you 
if you're Googling sodomized cadaver and <laughs> then get offended, yeah. it, it says more about you than me, do you mean? Because, like, yeah. don't fucking Google us, man. It, we're called sodomized cadaver for a reason. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah. going to be gore. It's going to be some topics that you ain't going to like. Mm. There's a few things we don't really write about anymore, but that's mm. more personal choice than anything. Yeah. From personal experiences, from, like, maybe partners or whatever. But um, for, for us now, we, we are progressing into a death metal band who... We keep the brutality, we keep the edge, but we do it a different way, you know? Mm. And I think that's quite important in our history, the progression of what we're doing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm never going to stop listening to the Cannibal Corpse or Dying Feet. They're yeah. their bands I've been listening to for years. Um, they're bands I love, you know? So that, for me, it's like personal progress of what we're doing. Yeah. But it's still fucking brutal. Like, the new album is probably the heaviest shit we've done so far. Yeah, there's clear movements where it's happening, yeah, like absolutely. easily, yeah, easily. Yeah. So then, um, one thing that's just interesting, ladies and gentlemen, for those that, that don't, that, that, that we don't do, we only do this as an audio one, not a video. Um, Gavin is the the epitome of, of of this like death metal guy. This tall guy with this huge beard, <laughs> really handsome. Looks like he would change. So, really sorry. handsome. No. Oh, sorry. He's an incredibly handsome Welshman, um, and, but is is incredibly calm because this is the other thing is yeah. that when you do when you play death metal and any kind of aggressive music, and you will see this tonight. We'll see this with the crowd. It's aggressive and it's full on as it should be. But it's a way of, it, there's a catharsis of it. Absolutely, there's a wonderful yeah. thing of like, yeah. I, you know, people think that, oh, well, I'll listen to this horrible thing and then go do these horrible things, have <laughs> no understanding of a yeah. show. It's not the case. It's no. just not the case. It's like, look, when you go to the gym, after you've worked out, you don't want to fight anybody. You're Absolutely. knackered. Absolutely, it's the same yeah. with a death metal yeah, thing. Yeah. You know, once you've got this out of you, you, you don't like, you know. And I think genre wise, death metal is like pound for pound off stage are the softest guys always, you ever meet like. Always. You know, yeah, yeah. It's like Corpse Grinders, the yeah. pictures of him with it's because they've, they've, they've spent all that energy and that and that aggression out, out, rightly so on the stage brilliant yeah, you know brilliant yeah. and the people who go to these shows are like you know I'm really pissed off at something yeah. so I'm just going to you know piff for a bit and that's going to get that all out and, and it's great every single guy that I've met that's been aggressive you know having been a heavy guitar player or a heavy vocalist or whatever it may be completely different off stage almost exactly. the nicest yeah. way there's a, exactly. a wonderful sort of difference there yeah, um, Gavin ladies and gentlemen wears a many many hats um, you know like he says occasionally he plays the drums um, <laughs> but I mean promotion we're, we're going to get into that I mean a lot of people will be listening I've talked to people from all, all over the world now um, the Welsh scene from a metal point of view Where's what's your thoughts on it? Is it in a healthy state? Is it in a particularly bad state? Where are we? It's, it's far better now. I mean, right. when I first started promoting in Wales, it was like one show every two or three months, and there's a, a promotion called Metal Carnival, I believe. Okay. And they were bringing some incredible bands like Malevolent Creation, uh, Cryptopsy, right. and the turnouts, you know, weren't great. Um, we opened we opened the Malevolent Creation show, and 12, 18 people. And I'm not shitting on them guys because I've had quiet shows. It's, it's, yeah. it's, it's the yeah, way it yeah, is yeah. in the UK scene, you know. I'm not sure you can hear it in the music. I think we'll pick it up. I think we'll be good. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but well, seen right now, incredible. There's a lot of uh, Welsh bands uh, sort of emerging. Obviously, like Desecration, we've got for years. They're like the benchmark of what you should be like. You've got us, you've got uh, a grown now like black metal. You've got my black metal, uh, Lishway, the black metal. Uh, yeah, the scene's in a good place now. When I first started though, it was very, uh, like I said, one show every three months. Mm. Now, at least two or three a month in Fruit Cardiff, great little uh, venue on Manly Street next to Cardiff Castle. Yeah. Um, the scene's is getting there. And yeah. Next weekend, we've got a Radication Festival, which is like the biggest sort of like, extreme metal weekend in Wales, you know. Yeah. Uh, that's like the epitome of what the scene is. Everyone comes together. Not just that, you get people from Bristol, from Gloucester, from all over the UK. You've got some Europeans, got some Germans coming as well. Yeah. And that, that for me is like what helped, like sort of catapult the Welsh scene into the UK market. Mm. Is you know, cause it, I didn't start fucking ramming venues. Yeah. You had to build the way up, you know. But yeah. I, I was patient. I took my time. Took a few financial hits as you do as a promoter. But I feel we're in a good place now, you know. Yeah. It's like. As, uh, with your promoters head on you can and, and certainly some people listening out there who want to be a promoter in their local scene 
Truth is, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have to take some hits. Of course, Even yeah. with shows that you think, well, I, I, this is a fucking a crazy good bill. Yeah, yeah. You're still going to have to take some hits. That's the, that's the, the, the reality of it. And knowing yeah. that you're going to, knowing going in after you're going to will help. But yeah. it's also interesting that you talk about you know, that one of the ways of improving the Welsh scene is to bring bands from other areas and other countries. Of course, yeah. Because that's how it should work, right? Yeah, it should yeah. be everybody helps you. And then you get those situations, let's face it, you know, Europe ain't that far away no. you know there's they can come over for these festivals fairly easily and they will if you put on a great bill of course, yeah. and eradication festival is a great bill yeah, thank um, <laughs> i i know the work that goes goes into putting a festival together it's a yeah. nightmare course, especially yeah. in the time we are where cancellations flights all kinds of craziness got breaks covid it, it, <laughs> i mean it was already a difficult prospect but yeah. then you throw down and so where did where did that festival start for you we started 2014, um, I, I got a message of a guy called Sahil from India, he said about the Monarch Resurrection, and he was like, oh, we got a UK tour, um, we've heard you do shows in Wales, uh, do you want to do something? I was like, fucking hell, I, a band from India coming to Wales. I was like, yeah. I can't do a normal show, it's got to be big. Yeah. So um, the first eradication was a one day. So they headlined, we had Nosher from Wales, who were like, it's like death call, really good band, us. And yeah, I thought I'd build an old day around them because mm. I, I thought they deserved something more than just a four-band normal bill, you know? Yeah, it's not six hours down the road. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> From Mumbai to the Valleys. Like, <laughs> From Mumbai to the Valleys, there's a documentary. <laughs> you know it's Cardiff, but yeah. <laughs> no, it was great, man. I mean, it was, it was a decent turnout for the first year. And I yeah. thought, oh, it's fucking, just amped it up a little bit. So the second year was two years. And we had Desecration for the first time. They headlined. And Hecate the Enthroned, who are like the Welsh black metal band, they are the yeah, yeah, yeah. like. And the rest of the history was like um, the growth of it, you know, it progressed ever since. It's the same venue, yeah. but more days, more people from further afield other than Cardiff, you know. Because mm. the first year was just Welsh, like local people I know. But now it's like, like I said, people from Germany are coming, Croatia, ticket sales, you know, all over the UK. Yes. Some parts of Ireland as well. It's, it's incredible how, obviously, a, a guy from the Valleys has come to Cardiff and fucking built this. I mean, it's, it's, it's proud for me, do you know what I mean? It's like, I, I love this shit, man. Like you said about the financial hits and stuff, but it, it makes it worthwhile when everyone's enjoying themselves in the venue. The yeah. Bands are, you know, when you were, you were standing there watching the, the, that band from, from India come out to a load of people and just tear yeah, it up. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great feeling, right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. It's like um, you know, the, that's how it, that's how this, this shit was meant to work. It was meant to be that you you, you supported your own scene, and then when someone came in from another scene, from another country or county or whatever, yeah. you helped them, and then you went to theirs, and that's yeah. how this shit was meant well, to spread. Too, yeah, yeah. yeah, and it seems like you know, it seems a weird thing to talk about. Because people don't realise, because of the, the, the internet and our bands are discovered and people think that that's how you support them. Um, and in reality, it's, it's still, and probably always will be, get, going to shows. You yeah, know, going yeah. to shows and knowing, you know, the, you know sometimes turning up for, for a show even though you don't know exactly who's on or know half the bands on. You yeah, know, as much as I claim to know about you know, the metal in my area, the, you know, I haven't seen you live and I haven't seen the opening band live, you know, I've heard yeah. them. Yeah. You know, that's... This is the, the next step that I think we need to just make sure that people are aware of. It's no good to just go on, listen to the band on Spotify. That's nice. It's a nice thing to yeah, happen, but you have to get to a show. It helps slightly, but not as much as you think. You know, yeah. Financially as well, it's like you get a fraction of a penny every listen or something like that. It's yeah, like, yeah. Like the album's be on, you know, for like a year and a half. And yeah. You've about six pounds. <laughs> <You know>? It's <laughs> yeah. insane. It's absolutely yeah. insane. Yeah. But it's also like... We're not saying don't listen to Spotify because that's obviously that's that that that's yeah. a, it should be that yeah. part of it should be given because it's yeah. free yeah. essentially yeah. you you should listen to that you should like the like the bands and all the things that social media do yeah. but that is you haven't got out of bed yet you, yeah. you, that that is the start you need yeah, to course, go and, yeah. and, and come to the shows do, do, buy do, do you, merch buy the tickets go yeah. see them live you know yeah and yeah. that's how this like you're you are living proof that 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 circle happens yeah you know you 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 go to see these bands as a, as a young lad it gives you the impetus to start a band you start a band you, you you want to see more of these so you become a promoter you become a promoter you start to see these bands come back that you loved yeah. and a whole load of other bands there will be people who are listening to this show i'm here to tell you that will go okay 
well, I, I, I can do that then, and I'm going to yeah. start up in, in, in my venue. If you, please if, do, please it, do. That, this is yeah. the other thing, yeah. is that, that, please do, ladies and gentlemen, if you are listening to this, you should do that. It's not like this competition, it doesn't work like no, that. If you're no. going to set up a night, I'm guaranteeing yeah. you that whoever, wherever you are in the world, someone will come and help you, support Absolutely. you. Um, what, you know, when you... You, you're pretty much done with the setup for eradication now. It's pretty yeah, much set yeah. lock in. Yeah. Are you already looking at the next one then? Now, are you well, already? Because of COVID, it's already confirmed. So um, it was meant to be next May, right? But now that's pushed back to November. So eradication is now going to be a November fest. Okay. I've just announced Cardiff Death Fest as well. I saw, yeah. In early June. Yeah. And that's going to be very much like the old school death metal and and the really elite brutal death metal stuff. Yeah. But eradication next year is going to be Undergang on the uh, Saturday. Really good death metal. Um, as a grown uh, like black metal coven, incredible uh, ladies from uh, Holland, incredible okay. black metal. Um, yeah. And the Friday Centrics, who are like UK thrash metal legends. Legends, yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Um, and bringing thrash metal back to eradication, because the last few years has been black and death metal predominantly. Right. Been, a bit of grindcore here and there. Yeah. But thrash metal, we, I incorporated in 2015. We had like Rain of Fury, um, Shrapnel, uh, uh, Divine Chaos, bands like that, and they went down so well. I'm not sure why I, I took that out and put more death in, do you know what I mean? So yeah. I, this year is predominantly black and death. Right. Because with COVID bands pulling out, all UK bands Some options well. have been, yeah, yeah, less options, yeah. But it's like anything, you know, when you do... The festival, like, sort of organisers that I spoke to, they have been like... And ladies and gentlemen, if you if you if you listen and think to the festival, uh, it just you just get a list of bands from A to Z and put them on. It doesn't work like that. No, there's no. a flavour to it. There's a yeah. feeling. There's a vibe to it. It's like, oh, well, who yeah. would follow? Who would work best? You can't. You know, there's so many. We talk now, and you've mentioned three or four different styles, and they can jar if you put them in the wrong places oh, and the yeah, wrong things. You know, yeah, there's, yeah. there's an enormous amount. But then you also get like a like you say a band from Holland who become available, and it's like. Yeah. Well, You've got to see them, you know. You've got to see the, these type of bands, man. Like, yeah. you know, like Crypta are playing in Manchester, and I, you know, they're, they're, that's Brazilian stuff. And I'm like, I would never see that. Is that in the water? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah. And, you, and you're like, they, they, these are bands you'd never see. And it's that yeah. that lovely balancing act, isn't yeah. it, of getting local, yeah. the high level, and maybe the the, the, the strange and, and and bands you wouldn't normally see. The it's the a way, real act, like. Yeah, the way I see it, if, if people didn't take a chance on a Carnival Corpse or Morbid Angel back in the day, then what, where would it be now? Exactly. Start from somewhere, and exactly like I said, UK wise. If you want to promote, please do it. Get out there, contact venues, you know, yeah. contact bands, get, get, get them all rolling, you know. So, you've what have you found in, on this tour going to various venues of various sizes? What have you found that they've been, you know, it, is it, does it seem like out there seems like in a good position now? Yeah, it's here so far. Like, we started in Glasgow in mm. the audio, great venue, amazing sound, good stage size, and yeah, I think people are just hungry now since COVID being locked away yeah. and they just want to come out and enjoy shows. Yeah. I'm finding um, in my workplace in Bristol, the Griffin, I'm seeing names on the ticket list now I've never heard of. Yeah. Uh, it's because new people are emerging because mm. they want to get out more and do stuff. They, they are coming to shows now and like we're still getting the regular people coming through, but there's new faces now, which I, I, I love. You know? Yeah, yeah. I, I need that shit and I love it. Yeah. Um, but UK-wise, I think we're in a really good place. Mm. I really do. We've done Glasgow, Edinburgh, Bristol, Leicester, Dudley, Winchester now. And so far, the reception's been great. People have been buying merch. The vibe is so friendly. Mm. I mean, everyone's just so excited to be out of the house and enjoying life again. We know? missed it. We, Absolutely. We missed totally it. I was talking yeah. to some lads who were, who were, who were pitting at the... Uh, at the exhumation launch and they described it as they, they said it wasn't just that they wanted this it was something that they needed they need, course, to, yeah. to do well, which is a, a big thing you know? ex- exactly what I was going to lead to is that yeah. you know that, that this is the, the social aspect of what we do and, and what are happening shows is incredibly important course, you know yeah. what I mean to, yeah. to go okay I, I play guitar or I play bass or in my bedroom yeah. I want to show people what I what we've done. We play Absolutely, in a little room. Yeah. I want to I want to show this and like it's nice that you now you're out there and playing to the the four corners of the UK that you're starting to see that you know that there is that. Once I was worried, if I'm honest with you, Gav, I was worried that people would would get over it quickly. They'd be like, oh, I really want to go to a live show, and then the first live show would come up, they'd be like interested and not turn off. Yeah, I was worried, yeah, but yeah. I think you're right. I think people would go, you know what? We we didn't like that this was taken away from us. No, no. And we we want to make sure that we that it isn't taken away from well, us. Lost beforehand, everyone would take things for granted, didn't they? You know, like oh, yeah. a million shows happening all the time, or like especially in London, for yeah. example. But like now, we, obviously, you take that away from it. It's so important. Mm. So like for me, anyway, mental health wise, I was doing four shows a week in work in in, in Bristol. Yeah. I was playing. I was dotting around, sodomy shows here and there. When it went from a hundred miles an hour to nothing. 
it was a massive impact on my mental health. It really was. Yeah. I, I didn't think it would be that bad. So I do a nice little break now for a few months. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ended up being nearly fucking two years. It, it was awful, man. Yeah. It was really I, bad. I, I, I've talked to a few and I know a, a lot of crew and people who, who like it was, it was a brick wall. It was 100 miles an hour to zero. And, and it was like, okay, what do I, what do, I do? You know, <laughs> this is part of like, like the social aspect of me with my musician friends and going to shows is a part of, of what I do. You know, that, yeah. that conversation about before a band starts where you talk to each other, these are all, you know, we can say to someone, how are you doing? You can't do that on social media as easy as having a pint with someone. It's, it's not the same as yeah. reading some words on a, on a screen. It's yeah. in, in comparison to being out with the boys or your mates. Yeah, yeah. Fans, watching some bands, you know, and, and that's the, that's the the other hidden side of the of the music kind of problem that was, you know, the, the, the venues were closing and there wasn't shows and what have you. Is the yes, you were losing the ability to have a live band on and stuff, and that was utterly tragic. There yeah, was yeah. also that side of you were losing these communal places. Yeah. Where you or your mates, like you say, you would hang out and talk, and you were yeah. all like-minded. You all liked death metal. You all liked thrash metal. You all think so these were the things that you met, met on, yeah. and then you talked about your life and you talked about what was course, going on yeah. and how things are. You, you, that was taken away when we took the music venues got that took away. That took that away as There's well. There's also an afterthought in there, like obviously, like the your life's issues and problems. They sort of get the back of your head. You're at a show mm. where you can just lay your hair down and have a good time. Um, obviously, th that comes with it as well. Obviously, talking to your mates at the shows about whatever's going on yeah. behind closed doors. But yeah. I find gigs are like it's like a catharsis of just going there, mm. laying off some steam, you know, having a good time, yeah. have a few beers, you know. And, and then you go like you like you say, you're working virtually every day, doing various things with the Griffin and and, and, and what have you. Yeah. And then that stops. That's tough. That that's tough. Yeah. You, well, you like calendar wise for the Griffin, I, I've booked about four years worth of shows in Jesus. one year. Where stuff was cancelled, they got to rebook it, cancel, yeah, yeah, yeah. and it, it was hard. And it, it was never really a time I, I wanted to give up, mm. but I was probably close to it. I don't know. I mean, mm. it was stressful, man. There isn't, there isn't, there isn't a person listening who wouldn't have thought that you know, you know, I'm surprised he didn't give up and surprised you because I know a lot of people who, who frankly did. We know a lot of venues closed. Yeah. We know a lot of bands finished up and a lot yeah. of people, crew and road crew, yeah. stopped what they were doing because it was just they had to get money in, so they went into a normal job and in inverted commas. You and know, it's it was, sad. I do want to sound wired, doesn't it? Mm. Hopefully we can come back into it now that like the world's yeah. sort of normalised. Yeah. Yeah. Do you remember what was the, what was your first show back? Do you remember? Uh, Nink Arsag at oh, the right, yeah, Black yeah. Metal Show. Nink Arsag, Andy Inferno, and Black Pyre. Yeah. And it was rammed, man. It was a really yeah. good turnout. Um, it, yeah. was, it felt like life was sort of normal. I was still wearing the mask and stuff, but like it felt like life was getting back to normal. You know? it, yeah. it was a great feeling. A really yeah. Great it's thing. interesting how music and venues can be seen as a bar barometer of. Of, of like social life and course, stuff yeah. it's interesting that you can kind of see okay well hold on if that's going on and these people are happy then things must be starting like you say getting yeah. back to normal and yeah. it's nice that normality can be you know a live show and, yeah. and people throwing each other around in a pit absolutely yeah <laughs> because the scene's my life anyway that's my job so like yeah. that is how i sort of judge how the world is yeah, yeah, yeah. by uh the first gig there was a lot of masks then like the second or third gig there was less masks yeah. And then now it's like sort of like no mask and everyone's like sort of relaxed, obviously yeah, double yeah. jab and all that great stuff. But like, I feel like now people are starting to be more relaxed uh, amongst a crowd again. Yeah. Because yeah, obviously yeah. being in isolation for so long, it does play a big, you know, it's a of big check on you. Yeah, yeah. So the people, I, I still understand the ones who maybe, I, I've seen a lot, people bought tickets and didn't turn up. I totally get it. Yeah. Uh, at my shows, eradication shows, or the Griffin, we have sanitation, like, everywhere mm. for your hands we yeah. uh we, you can wear a mask you won't be judged you know it'll be fine you can do what you want as long as you feel safe it's a safe haven to come and enjoy some music if you're not ready yet that's not a problem but we'll always be here you know in a few months when you, you are ready yeah. come to a show and say hi and it'll be good it'll be good yeah i think that's uh, there's two things that i want to want to highlight there one is the you know the gavin said that this scene is his life that this scene is his life and I want everybody to understand that you know, that you, Gavin represents a large amount of people at this very show tonight. That it is that it's a means of income, yeah, true. Yeah. That it's a means of its artistic expression, also true. But it's also a means of social socialising with people yeah. and from a social thing. And this is the, these are the things that are at risk. I mean, as I often say, the, the scene was on its arse before we had the, the COVID and the pandemic. You know, to throw that into the mix and it just becomes the whole thing becomes incredibly difficult. Yeah. But you know what, Gav, we. We made it through. We did, mate. We did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We're in Chester, sat on a stage, 
freezing my ass off, but we earned it. We, we made it. <laughs> Look at me, man, I made it. <laughs> you know, when you, you get to say, you know, uh, how, I don't know how far away they did that, that show is, but you get to say at that, uh, that, that Morbid Angel show, you get to say to that guy, you know, yeah. you'll have that moment with him where you'll just be, it might just be saying thank you. Yeah. That little yeah. kid who listened to that, who bought that hoodie, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then got the CD. And now you're putting the show and he's going to say thank you to you. Well, I've still got the CD. It's a bit scratched now. I've been yeah. paid a lot. We're going to get him to sign it and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, um, it's going to be a huge fucking And that's a beautiful day. thing, right? Yeah, yeah, of course. Ace. Listen, yeah. uh, no, we could talk to Gavin. Uh, for, uh, we didn't even cover half the stuff that I wanted to cover, to be honest with you. But we could talk to Gavin for forever. But uh, we're going to be, I'm going to be seeing Gavin doing what he's on stage soon. So we're going to get him getting, getting to doing that. But uh, ladies and gentlemen, what a pleasure. Thank what a pleasure to speak to Gavin Davies. Thanks for having me. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Fantastic, Gavin Davies. Uh, I, I think you'll agree. It was a really, really nice conversation uh, the, about, about uh, quite some wide-reaching topics about the art of what, what, what metal is and, uh, and black and death metal is and where it, where it possibly can go, where it came from and, and where he draws his inspiration from as well. And hopefully that will people be listening back to this and will be suitably, uh, you know, uh, impressed and suitably inspired to go and do their own thing. You know, we need more promoters. We need more people helping out in uh, the, the, the scene. If you feel that your project is, you know, there's maybe not a lot of people will be into it. Don't let that stop you doing your form of art. It doesn't always have to have a billion likes and, and, and people, you know, going crazy over it. Sometimes it just needs to be, you know, something that you enjoy doing, and hopefully along the way you bring other people into that. They also enjoy what you do as well, and that's the real sort of goal here. The music that, that this is about, metal, isn't isn't uh, you know, it isn't the most popular of things out there. Sometimes, certainly, you know, death metal is not one of the more popular things out there. It's not the point. It's what you derive from it, and if that helps you get you through your day, and it helps you feel positive, and helps you with your life, and you listen to it purely for enjoyment. And that's a very powerful thing, you know. And and similarly, if you want to promote this or want to set up nights, go out there and do it. You don't need my permission. You don't need Gavin's permission. But you do need someone to say that you know you should. You can do this. This is something you should totally do. I know a lot of promoters that listen to this uh, don't promote massive shows. Sometimes I'm telling you, you must keep going, ladies and gentlemen. You must keep going at this because you are the scene. You are the scene. Gavin is his scene in Cardiff. You know, Joe is his scene. Mortimer is his scene in the Northwest. These people are important. These people are putting shows, and you can be just as important. You know, you can go to shows and talk to these people. I guarantee, if you went up to Gavin and asked him about promoting and how to put shows on and things like that, I guarantee he would give you tons of advice. There was quite a like few bits of advice within the within the show there, and I will definitely get Gavin on again because he was just a sweetheart. He was just a lovely bloke doing a fantastic job. In a great band, what what a what a what a great gentleman! So it's really nice to have Gavin on the show there. And as I said before, Eradication Festival still has day tickets available, and I recommend that you check them out to so at least catch one of the days. All of the days have got something absolutely spectacular on, but there's there's still a couple of day tickets day tickets going on there. So please check them out if you can and get down to it and support that. See what he's doing and just see some great metal. As always, thank you for listening, and I'll see you at the show. Yeah. Ah!